Well, welcome back to Nerd Files Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Tom. I'm Ian. I'm here today. How you guys doing? We're doing top 10 movies of 2018 so far. Tom and I actually recorded an episode before, but I didn't record, so I guess we didn't record it. We just had a nice conversation. Is yeah. this recording now? Nice. Yes, I made sure. Woo! Woo! Victory. Yay. Because last time, I don't even think the, the bars were moving. It was just like, it was stuck on like phantom mic. So it was like what expecting was an external mic. But Does that mean last time? No, we've had podcasts since then, right? Cause like, I no, like, we haven't. Since since filming? Filming, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cause the I was last say, one... The last one we posted was The Shape of Water Breakdown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's the thing is, like, Phantom Mic would be, like, if you plugged in, like, another mic into it. But, wow, yeah, this... we hadn't done one since ADR. This is, it's supposed uh, to been a while for you guys, then, like, since the last one. We kind of, like, fell off after, uh, well, actually, in, like, pre-production for Danny Boy, we kind of fell off for a while, and then... You got busy. Yeah, and then we haven't really picked back up that much. But today's the start of something else, something more episodes. Yeah. It's the start of something new. I'm gonna stop right there before before Disney. <clears throat> so how how we should do it is uh, maybe like should we do like ten through eight of each person but if they have it we'll just wait to talk about it till the person has the highest one something like that i'd say ten through seven just because like at least for me i don't have like i like the movies that i put with ten through seven but i don't have as much talk about it the later ones. okay and the later ones yeah our, our list might be totally different i'll be honest with you oh yeah no i figure it will hopefully it is hopefully it is or else we're just robots in a weird movie machine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'll go first. Uh, number ten, I have Solo, a Star Wars story. Dun 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 dun. Okay, cool. Does anybody have that? Nope. Yeah, higher? I do. I do. You no, have it I... higher? Nope, nope. I don't actually. I don't have Solo at all. Never mind. Talk, Same. Talk about Solo. Tell us why we're wrong for not putting it in our top tens. You're not wrong. It's just I think you guys have seen better movies than I have. It's possible. Yeah, I think so. And more movies. Def- definitely, yes. Yeah. Uh, knowing some of the ones that are on your list, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, why did you like Solo? What, what, like, I mean, we liked, we liked Solo adequately enough. Like, it, it was fun. I was actually surprised as much as I did like Solo. What, what, what puts it over the top for you? Relatively. Over the top at number ten. Um, at number ten. But uh, I I think the last act is the best part of the movie. I don't really particularly care for the beginning or the writing in some areas, like how he got his name. I think that is just a lame cop out. I don't really mind too much about that, but I I I, I get that. What would you have preferred? Just because I'm curious. Like name like. How would you have liked him to get his name, or would you have just wanted him to have his name forever? Yeah, just, I don't think we have to have a definition, you know? Yeah, I think it makes more sense if that's just the... It's just him, you know? It's just a fun name. Like, we like, how did the Skywalkers get their fucking name? I get that. Yeah, there is, 
I, I do agree that it really, oh. really is a mystery that didn't need to be solved. Kind yeah. Of. Which is the reason, I mean, the whole movie doesn't, isn't necessary. So, I mean, it's kind of nice just to have somebody like Han Solo, like he's just Han Solo, you know, he's just a badass mm-hmm. in the original trilogy. Like, we don't need the whole backstory. And I think that the uh, Kessel run was kind of built up for nothing too. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. I, I mean, I, I don't think it was built up. The way it felt like it was built up in the original Star Wars one was like some sort of like, it made, like, the way he described it made me think that it was like a, uh, like some sort of sporting event. In this yeah, I thought it was like a race that he won. Yeah, me too. Like, I didn't think it was just like, whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> I was expecting like pod racing, but not mid in space. Or something. Yeah, especially yeah. since I think it's supposed to be like the way it came about. Like, oh, I, I, I got, I did, I was able to do this thing, and so uh, I was able to do this thing so fast. Um, made it just sort of made it appear like it was like a lot more well renowned and whatnot. But it seems like like it happens, and like a couple of people know about it, but it doesn't seem to be like that big a deal to a lot of people. Most people like probably don't believe him. Anyway. Yeah, because like it's not like it was recorded or anything. Like if it was at a race, it'd be like, "Oh my god, that guy did that." Yeah, and I didn't really buy Woody Harrelson in his role that much. I mean, well, Woody Harrelson was, okay. was playing Woody Harrelson in this. Uh, yeah. I did like Donald Glover a lot oh, yeah. as Lando, and I did like oh. Khaleesi. I liked her role too. Um, so they were standouts. I did all the. Oh, yes, but I feel like yeah. I want to. I want to. That was the point. I feel like uh, well, I forget his name. What's the actor's name? I don't remember the actor. Vision in Infinity War plays oh, the Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany plays the villain in Solo Star Wars story, and while he isn't in it enough for my taste, and all, all the scenes that he's in, he really does. I thought he did awesome. Like I think that he like he play he is able to do that fine line between you know he being. You know, welcoming, but then also just at a uh, um, just at a coin flip, like threatening. He did a good job. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, I, I think I was saying I forgot what I was saying, but um, well, you uh, you said that you said you didn't believe uh, you didn't really believe Woody Harrelson's performance, but you really liked Donald Glover and Khaleesi, and that's when we inter- interrupted you. Yeah, I can't remember what I was saying. God damn it. Sorry. Uh, that's all right. Uh, number nine is uh, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. My, my, how can I resist you? Have you guys seen the original? Or did you... No. This is, this I, is uh, uh, a sequel. <laughs> summer, uh, the summer of sequels. I did hear that this one's better than the original, which is surprising. Wow. Yeah. That's from Friends. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. They're both entertaining. Good. I'll leave it at that, uh, for better or worse. I mean, Pierce Brosnan is not the best singer. I don't think he was ever meant to be. But it's also really funny, too, at times. Um, Lil, I think Lily James from Baby Driver, she plays uh, young Meryl Streep in this one. And she does really good. She's. Just, I think she's going to be a star. I mean, she already is. She played Cinderella, I believe. Oh, yeah, that is um, her. Oh, yeah. So I'd like to see her in more movies. All right. I mean, they did a good job. I think of. I mean, were the songs fun? 
Yeah, if you're a fan of ABBA, for sure. Did yeah. they repeat the songs from the original musical? I've never seen both. I haven't seen either, so I don't some know. Some of them, yeah. Some some of the songs are repeated. Uh, Cher is also in this. <laughs> as the yes. gr- As the grandma. And there's a really funny scene between her and Andy Garcia. Nice. Uh, but I'll move on, because I know you guys are not interested in that. I it, mean, it's like... You know, it's, uh, me and Mamma Mia have an interesting relationship in the sense that I haven't watched those movies at the behest of people that I've talked to. And I think, and that's why I find it funny that the second one has been getting a lot more, a lot more critical praise than the first one. Because a lot of people that I know absolutely fucking hate the first Mamma Mia movie. And then they went and saw this one, some for some reason... And we're like, ah, you know what? This one's actually fun and and shit. And I don't know what what it is. Probably so something that, to do with lower expectations. They probably didn't expect as much as the first movie because the first movie, I believe, it was based off the play, right? Yeah, the the musical. Musical, yeah. It, that's the thing too is like when you have a movie version of a play, it can be very hit and miss. Like I love Sweeney Todd. But, like, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. I was like, okay, this is really boring. <laughs> like, I'm sure this is funny on stage, but it's really boring in this movie right now. How dare you speak ill of Tim Roth? <laughs> yes, it is much better on stage, yeah. personally. Oh, no, the performances were good. It was just, like, it's very static, like, nothing was really happening. And it's like, okay, like, that. that's kind of what, like, that... The, the camera never moves in theater, but, like, that doesn't work for a movie, you know? That's true. And I took my grandma to this, too. I wasn't alone or anything, you know? So. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that helps. Anyway, go ahead. Move to your next one. Next one. Number eight is Ocean's Eight. Fun. Nice. You guys seen it? It's on your list at all? No, no. Didn't um, see it. Okay. No. I have one joke. That the eight, if you flip it over, looks like boobs. <laughs> so that's what it. I'm just kidding. Now. You mean to the side? To the side, I guess. No, please, please tell us. Sorry. Are you guys a fan of the original three, of the Clooney? I I honestly wasn't. Like I mean, I was okay with Ocean's Eleven, but like I never went on to twelve or thirteen. I was just like, you know what? Like whatever. I like the Italian job better. Yeah, the Italian job gotcha. is much better. Tough crowd. Well, it's uh, it fits into the <laughs> franchise. It fits into the franchise pretty well. I just have one problem with it, and it's a spoiler. But yeah, they basically please. kill George Clooney's character off. Like what? They killed him off? Yeah. Like on on camera? <laughs> no, they don't explain why he's dead. But they just said he's dead. Danny Ocean is dead. Sandra Bullock plays uh, his sister in the movie, but uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a fitting entry, and I like that, you know, it's a full cast of women, and it's, it made a lot of money, so they'll be at Ocean's Nine, so it's good, it's good for Hollywood, I, I think. No, yeah, it is definitely good for Hollywood, um, on the same coin, I just like, I saw Ghostbusters because I like the original one, but like this one, I was just like, eh, I don't, I don't really like Ocean's Eleven. 
I can't remember anything that happens in Ocean's Eleven, except for they have a EMP for some goddamn reason. I just remember they rob a casino. Yeah, oh, Ocean's yeah. Eleven's great. <laughs> I, I like it a lot. Like I like the yeah. style. It's it's Vegas. You know, cool. They're gonna do a heist. They got cool characters. It's a fun cast. It's a fun summer movie. So, well, my number seven <laughs> is another uh, sequel. You guys probably haven't even seen the first one. Equalizer 2. Nope. You are correct, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have not seen either movie. Please tell us about this it. This is the sequel to Equalizer. Uh, Denzel Washington kicking ass. Um, he's actually got a really cool... It's a really cool character. It's it's better than Taken, in my opinion. Like it's it's not like a, it's not a throwaway. It's actually some substance to these movies. Okay. Uh, that's how I feel. I mean, a lot of it's Denzel's performance too. I mean, it's not John Wick where you visually see most of the action. I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's shot, you know. It's it's like Taken in the action because Denzel probably can't do the John Wick style action at all he's older he's in his 60s but i don't know there's more to the character like he is a human eye he is a vigilante he is he is a a batman of sort for the community which is he was unable to equalize everything in the first movie why is he back for a second time to equalize things well that would be spoilers ian damn it (laughs) (laughs) but it's directed by antoine fuqua who did uh training day and Oh, okay. Well, I'm actually far more interested now than... Yeah, I recommend watching the first one. I don't know where you can stream it at, but it's uh, definitely worth watching. And that first one has Chloe Grace Moretz in it as well. The the name didn't interest me at all. I actually didn't even realize it was Denzel in it. I got it confused with um, one of... Like, I don't remember which state the movie it was, but I thought it was... Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, this is yeah. based off a TV show in the 80s, I guess. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So then it's too late to change the name. But it's a, it's a hard R. Like, there's gore, and it's hard, it's a hard R. Okay. So. I thought it was a PG-13 Statham movie, so... No, it's so, a hard R Denzel Washington action movie. <laughs> Denzel Washington, the best actor ever. With the style of uh, Training Day. Gotcha. But I uh, I didn't like uh, Antoine Fuqua's Magnificent Seven at all, so it, it's better than that. Gotcha. That looked kind of cheesy to me, but yeah, it was. And that's my ten through seven, guys. You did it! Yay! Air high five. Cool. There we go. <laughs> Are you telling me want to go next? Sure. Um. My number ten is Deadpool two. I got it. I got it higher. Yeah, I'm assuming you got it. I got. I got it somewhere in my thing. Okay. Uh, My number nine is Avengers: Infinity War, which I'm assuming you got it higher. Also have higher. Yeah, mine's much higher. What are you doing putting at number nine? You, 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 you. Uh, My number eight is Annihilation. Ooh, the trippy one. Not on my list. (laughs) That is. I haven't Not seen it. Okay. I haven't uh, seen it. So, so this was like a sci-fi at the Mountains of Madness 
Uh, but in the woods. Just don't don't spoil it for me. Okay. Natalie Portman's like great in it. Um, the movie's insane. Uh, I, I kind of didn't have high expectations because um, the director of it, uh, he did Ex Machina, which everyone else seemed to love, but I didn't really care for. Uh, although I did love 28 Days Later, which he wrote. Um, so I was like, all right, like, it'll be whatever. Like, And I was pretty blown away by it. Like, it's visually stunning. It's good performances, well-written. Very creative. Yeah, it's very creative. I mean, it is based on a novel, but, like, it's just a crazy movie, too, just, like, overall. So it was a lot of... It was, it was a very enjoyable watch. Um, it reminds me a lot of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah, it, it feels like 2001 A Space Odyssey, but, like, a horror movie. Yeah, because there's, like... Because there's definitely a lot more... I think the, I think the thing that reminds me of it is... There is like you know much like how there much like in 2001: Space Odyssey. There's, there, I mean, there is a plot that's going on. They don't spell out for you like immediately. You kind of have to read into yeah. everything that's going on. Um, but in, in in this one, there is something. There is a similar nature, though. I think it's a little more spelled out um, going yeah. into it. But once you get in there, once you once they breach that bubble you see in the trailer, like it, everything starts to like blend and blend into like a dream se- almost a dream sequence per se. Yeah, it's very dreamlike. Um, I, I, there's images in there that I'm never gonna forget. <laughs> I'll never, I'll, I'll never look at bear skulls the same way <laughs> ever again. Alright, uh, so my number seven is I'm going to assume that you guys both have it, have it higher, Black Panther. Yeah. Do have it on here, let me, yep, 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 it's much higher. Okay. Well, you're ten through seven. Okay, cool. What's the policy with if we all have it on the same one, are we waiting until it's the highest one? Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about it? Okay, cool. Well then, my, my number ten is the, is the best movie to go to if you just want to be weirded out for four hours, because technically there's a part one and part two. Best friends. I don't think that's on any of your li- any of yours list, so let's just break it down. Tommy Wiseau was back, ladies and gentlemen, from the room, and he is a uh, mortician. Who? Yeah, he's yeah. a mortician. He, he's a mortician that. Uh, you know his, his job is basically to pretty up the pretty up the corpses before they are shipped off to their um, their their open casket. Um, he puts celebrity death masks funerals. on people. He does. He puts celebrity death masks <laughs> on people, and and the crux of the movie is that he also whenever they, if they have like you know gold teeth fillings or anything like that. He uh, he keeps them in a back room, and he has a lot of them. So then enter Greg Sestero, also from the room. This movie is written by him, who is a seemingly homeless man that might have some mom issues. I don't know. It's a very it's a very weird. Um, they're in wherever they are, somewhere in California, and. 
and Tom, and like he's trying to find working. All he has these signs, and then Tommy Wiseau's character picks him up and basically just, in the most Tommy Wiseau way, gives him a job uh, to do. And then lo and behold, kind of like kind of like Breaking Bad in a in a sense, like Greg Sestero's character finds this gold and is like and is like um, telling Tommy Wiseau's character, "Dude, we could sell this." Gold, these gold filaments for a lot of money. Like, this could be, like, a big thing. And I so don't like, know, man. I don't know, Greg. Oh, come on, dude. Come on, it's not no. That Let's, I, I think about it. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> I think about it moments. And then finally they get in on it, but then uh, Greg, Sestero's, uh, Greg Sestero starts suspecting that Tommy Wiseau's character is, like, undercutting him on the money and whatnot. He starts seeing some weird bill, um, like billing statements and whatnot of him buying like these extravagant things and he thinks that he's taking more money than they than what they originally agreed upon and uh, that and thus starts the uh, the starts the um, the, the uh, betrayal aspect of it like is there like something some shit going down right now everyone betray me. This, um, this movie includes... I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Dude, it's... Here's the thing. It's like Tommy... It's like the room mixed with... In many aspects, especially the second part, because there's two parts. A, kind of a David Lynch-esque movie. There's like... There's like... Character choices that... Kind of make sense, but kind of don't make sense at the same time. Like, it's really weird. There's this one moment in it where that where uh, Greg Sesteros and his girlfriend goes to this ho- uh, goes to this hotel it's like very late and they go to this like this like weird like ranch style motel and the guy comes out and is like we're all full and he's like well there can't, there's got to be something and he's like well there is one thing and then they bring brings them back and is like have in the and the hotel guy says like have a good night and they walks off and you just hear him, bitch <laughs> and he just walks up and you're like why did he add that? Why did he add that part? And there's just these very idi- uh, they lean into the room's idiosyncratic um, idiosyncratic uh, like performances in it, but I think it actually and the way they present it feels very David Lynchian, so it works to an extent. Like I wouldn't suggest it to the average person, but I would definitely say if you're at all curious and you like hearing Tommy Wiseau say, um, say some ridiculous shit. Uh, this is worth your time. David Lynch is in the acting or the visuals? Uh, both. Really? Both okay. I'd say more the acting yeah. uh, than the visuals. There are the, the visuals aren't quite as good as Lynch. Yeah, no, definitely. David Lynch is still superior in that uh, sense. Um, my next one is Sorry to Bother You. Um, I don't know. Is that? I had that higher. You had that higher. Okay, then we'll move on. Uh, I know this is higher for you, so we'll wait till it gets to uh, one of you. Uh, Death of Stalin is my number eight. Uh, Deadpool Two is my number seven. Is that as high as it goes for you guys? Is anybody? No, I got it. I have it at at six. Okay, cool. Then we'll talk about it then. Uh, So yeah, that's my ten, nine, eight, and seven. All right, number six for me. Deadpool Two. We'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Sheriff Deadpool returns. 
Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I wasn't sure what they were planning on doing because the opening is a little weird. Like, he literally just kills himself. And then, yeah. like, spoilers, his girlfriend's killed. So I was just like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, <laughs> that was the core of the last movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was the one thing that I... That was the one thing that I was, like, at on. Was she just not available, or, like, why did they know. do that? I don't know. I think, yeah, I don't know what the what was up with that, because obviously she's only in this one set, uh, this one set piece, which is the apartment, which makes me think, like, maybe she had, well, she did have some other engagement, engagement that, was, that was bigger for her, so they got all of her and Deadpool scenes done. In one, in, in one in, an afternoon. Well, not an afternoon, obviously, but like in like a couple in a short period of time when they had this one set ready. Yeah, um, it kind of reminded me of um, in uh, uh, Austin Powers Two when Elizabeth Hurley just randomly yeah. turned out to be Fembot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I uh, I love the cameos. <laughs> yes, that Brad Pitt one was amazing. Yeah, those, are, those are great. I didn't know that was the Skarsgård kid either until later. Right, it's pretty funny. Uh, wait, where was where is Alexander Skarsgård? He's the poison guy, right? Uh, yeah. He spits. Oh, okay. He spits poison. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, dude, I just I do you do you know the story behind the Brad Pitt cameo? No. Oh, it's fu- I'll make it real quick. Basically, um. Uh, um, Ryan Reynolds approached Brad Pitt about it a while back, and he was like, and, and sent it to his agent, and basically, uh, and basically, you know, he was he was down for it, but he made the joke, he was like, the only way I'll do, do it for like the SAG minimum is if I get a hand delivered coffee by Ryan Reynolds himself. And so, come the day of the of the thing, because he was just kidding, he totally he totally forgets about that joke that he did. And so he comes in, he's in his chair, and then Ryan Reynolds comes over with, with, with the piping fresh cup of coffee. And he goes, and he, and he laughs, he's like, oh, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> um, but there you go, that's how, that's how you do it. Nice. And it has, like, the yeah. best post credit scene I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. That was very funny. I had, a lot of, I had, some, I, I had a couple of people who were mad about that. They're like, well, then there wasn't really any stakes to begin with. It's a Deadpool movie. And, it's a, and I, yeah, in my mind, I'm just like... It, it's so funny, I don't care. <laughs> you know? Exactly, like, I mean, it's just kind of like, it's a Deadpool movie, you... Pretty much all of his things are like, they kind of have stakes while you're in it, but it's mostly just for laughs. But I mean, like, he's... he. There's a whole, there's a whole two-book arc where, like... He basically wanders into the Walking Dead universe, but it's populated by zombie Deadpools. Yeah. Like, that happens. Like, there's a three-thing arc. Actually, it might be more now, but, like, it was a three-book arc uh, where he kills the entire Marvel universe. Like, <laughs> this is just crazy. Um, no, no, I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. I like Cable a lot. I wish I wish they spent more time with, uh, like, Domino and the other supporting characters like i wanted more cable in a way and i i feel like domino should could have been fleshed out a little better but i like you know i really like domino i think um 
Uh, what's what's her name? Is like Zazie or yeah, yeah. The actress who plays she's a great. She's amazing. I love the idea of a per, of a of a superhero whose power is luck, and it's so potent that it has affected her personality, so that no matter how bad the situation is, she's just always smiling and relaxed. And just doing doing whatever, like the when she's flying out of that, of uh, when she's flying out of the uh, the um, the truck and is about to hit that balloon that has because of her powers just conveniently placed there. She's just like she's just like eh, put on my goggles, kick back as I land into this <laughs> pillow. I I like that um, aspect of her. I found it absolutely hilarious. All right, my number five. Are we going up to four, or we want to? Sure, let's do sure. four. Yeah. Works for me. All right, number five for me, The Incredibles two. Uh, let me see. Uh, what? What? Do you I, have it? I don't have it on my list. Okay, I have it at five too. So let's talk. Let's talk. Um, awesome. Let's talk Incredibles two. Love this movie. Uh, it was definitely worth the fourteen year wait. Mm-hmm. I I feel like. It's just the they just they didn't really lose anything from the original. It's really the same. I mean, I feel like they're the same quality. Oh yeah. And I, I just, think, for, sorry, I think for me, the biggest issue of the movie is that there's a predictable villain twist in it. Yeah. That's the only. That's the only problem that I had with this movie. But the the fact that the villain isn't like the mess the the most important thing about it, or it's not like even all that important. The important part about this movie is the family dynamic. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that the timing of this movie too, the way that, you know, Mrs. Incredible has the, you know, she's the one providing for the family and Mr. Incredible is stuck with, with babysitting. And it's just, there's so many funny dynamics there and the breakup, mm. you know, and she, <laughs> She thinks that the boy's not talking to her, but he's really his really his mind's been wiped. I don't know. It's just <laughs> it, was, so, it was just oh all the teenage angst. Yeah, in those, in, yeah. The, in those movies. I loved uh, the baby with Je- the baby's claw. Jack yeah, with his powers. Mm-hmm. Twirl. The raccoon. Yeah, the raccoon. Jack. Yeah. The, the three minute scene of him fighting that raccoon is a hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, like one of my top moments in cinema this year like really funny yeah it's great and i even like uh the freeze guy samuel jackson's character got more time in this too frozo yeah frozo that's right it's also i think it's you know it's got one of the best scores too for a pixar movie yeah i think if i were to you know break it down i find i like the first Incredibles better, mm-hmm. um, and that's mainly because and that's mainly because it has that same fa- um, family dynamic. But I enjoyed I enjoyed the villain a lot more, and I think Syndrome's uh, a pretty pretty great villain uh, villain character that didn't take away uh, didn't take away too much from it. And there was and there was the whole like for a for a uh, relatively a kids movie. The I the um, 
you know, the 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 plot of in like infidel marriage infidelity, uh, cheating on your wife, and it, it is kind of a mature topic uh, for that. It's not like I mean, it's not like it goes completely that way, but like they play with that, and it's like, oh wow, shit, this is uh, this is intense. <laughs> All right, my number four is Ant Man and the Wasp. Da, 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 da. Let me see. I don't think I have that on my list. I, I I don't. Okay, talk about it. I love this movie. I wasn't a big fan of the first one, but I really enjoyed this one. I think it's it goes back to the I don't know the dynamic between Ant Man and the Wasp. I think the Wasp in this she stole the show, and I really enjoyed uh, Michael Douglas as Hank, and I just enjoyed like the the quest to find his wife and all that. I just, and, and the humor lands for me. The action is spot on. It's a fun summer movie. It's not like, it was a nice change of pace from the Avengers Infinity War. This one we just kind of kicked back and watch, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I went into it with low expectations because the first one wasn't as good for me. So I, I just kind of, really, I just really enjoyed it. Overall, I, love, I mean. I think that they are, they do a good job with these movies like they're definitely it's definitely not like oh the best marvel movie ever but it is but it is still fun and it's fun to uh it's fun it is fun to just go go in and see a marvel movie kind of like spider-man homecoming in the sense Mm. of it like yeah it's separated from it's separated from everything else it's not like there's huge stakes or anything um there isn't like a world ending plot in this in, in this one which is you know, nice to kick back and not have one of those. And like you saw, you, you can see the motives, like for the for the villain ghost. You know, we saw her motives. She wanted to be normal and, and heal. And well, she's basically, yeah, she's basically a she's basically a person with a terminal uh, a person with a yeah. terminal illness. Like you can, like while granted, a majority of the people going to see this movie probably don't have a don't have or probably have never dealt with a terminal illness you can kind of i mean you can you, you can kind of imagine what's what's going on you can understand that desperation of um and the motivation of what she's doing yeah yeah and just the opening scene you know with ant-man and his daughter i mean that that was awesome you know they built oh, yeah. that whole like house into like a fort and stuff and i always thought, I thought that, that was one of scott lang's um the best things about scott lang um, is he is outside of, uh, outside of, um, Hawkeye, who we only really see his family in, uh, event, in Avengers 2. But he's, he, he's, he's the one that has a very specific father-daughter relationship, uh, that real, that, that, that really makes him endearing to the audience, um, which you can't say for the, which you can honestly, you really can't say for the rest of the, uh, um, yeah, ones. they all have their own re- ways of making vi- of making people love them. But that, but but Scott Lang has the unique father daughter um, relationship that mirrors, in a way, uh, Hank Pym and Pope Van Dyne's father daughter relationship. And anything with Boyd from Justified is always better. So uh. <laughs> I forgot his the actor's name. Which one? Which one? Which one? Uh, which one? Me for he's in Hateful Eight. The yeah, he he's the the villain 
one of the villain dudes who like is after them for. Well, uh, you're gonna have to give me a different medium. I don't. I've never watched Justified. And the hateful eight, the the sheriff, the new sheriff. Oh the yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the guy that looks that looks like he is typecast for every southern role. As yeah. Yes. Um. Fuck. I don't remember his name. Me either. He's a good actor. If you're hearing this, nameless man. We love you. Yeah. If you're hearing this everywhere else... Jake is, like, screaming at me right now. Yes. Yeah. You probably have. And you're like, why the fuck are they spending this Yeah, he's time? the villain in Tomb Raider, I guess. So. He is? Yeah. Is? <laughs> oh, God. You know who is in the second Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider? Daniel Craig. Yeah. Yes. This is so random. That's crazy. Uh, what's your number CX? Uh, my number six is Won't You Be My Neighbor? Cool. I put that higher, so we'll okay. talk All about right. it later. Cool. What's your, what's, your, what's your number five? Uh, my number five is You Were Never Really Here. Hold on. I, did, did I put that in there? No, I never. I didn't put that in there. Okay. Let's talk about Let's talk about the most depressing movie I've seen in a while. Oh, man. I, was I haven't so seen depressing. it. Uh... So Warren Keane Phoenix gives a fucking great performance in it. Uh, it's just... <laughs> it's sort of like Drive or like that type of movie that you kind of go in like you might expect that, but definitely don't because it's not an action movie. It takes what would be an action movie plot and makes you just be like, oh God, this is a really fucked up sick situation. And uh, you get to the movie like uh, you're sickened by all the all the violence. I mean, like there's not like a ton of it, but like most of it happens off screen. But it, it's it's a very interesting movie. Walton Goggins. Uh, Walton Goggins. Yeah. <laughs> he also has a name that 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 fucking yeah makes you think. Oh, he he's going to play a sheriff in the South forever. <laughs> he's the new sheriff of Red Rock. Uh, damn I don't even know how to describe you were never really here Uh, depressing as fuck you told me taxi driver yeah it's it's very much taxi driver for the new age like when you got child prostitution ring and yeah that's taxi driver in the same sentence (laughs) you know you're in for a fun time (laughs) Spoilers. <laughs> that's, now, taxi, that's Taxi Driver. Oh, well, then it's just Taxi Driver. I but re- with Joaquin Phoenix being depressed. I need to rewatch Taxi Driver. Wait, seriously? Taxi. There's taxis and prostitutes in this, too? There's no there, taxis. There's, there's no taxis. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, what the fuck? No, there's no taxis. Basically, Joaquin Phoenix plays a... Uh, play, play, basically plays a bounty hunter in a way i guess if he whatever modern day bounty hunter he he gets paid and he does jobs for people um well, that, drive and taxi driver there's no driving there's no, i mean there is driving there's no taxis in this but he they basically be paid people pay him to to go kill someone or get someone or whatnot and the main premise being that there is a politician who whose daughter has gone missing and, and he wants to find her. And he wants to find her. It turns out being a lot more convoluted 
and a lot more depressing. Yeah, I would say watch Taxi Driver. Yeah, I'm going to watch Taxi Driver. There's politics in that, too. I mean, I don't know. But... Cool. Yes. It's 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 a depressing movie. What's next? Uh, but it's good considering its son is yeah. super fun. Yeah. Okay. So my number four is a quiet place. Mm. I haven't seen it. That should have been that should have been on my list, but it's not. Um, so I'll just also just say it's a honorary number eleven for right now. May probably will change later. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a well done horror movie. You don't really expect it to be from the guy from The Office. Jim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack Reacher? I mean, no, uh, Jack Ryan, sorry. Jack Ryan, yeah. He's Jack Ryan now. What? There's yeah. an Amazon series. Yep. Wait, he's Jack Ryan on that? Yeah. That's so weird. I know. They've had like five fucking actors from that role. Um, well, he's the newest one. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, um, one conversation in the entire fucking movie. Yes. One conversation. Everything else is sign language. Or hand motions. Yes. If you don't want to call it sign language. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't feel like spoilers because, like, I feel like you kind of knew. The aliens look awesome. They do. Like, like, they don't show them in the trailers, and that that was a good thing to his benefit, but there's fucking aliens, and they look awesome. Um, yeah, I haven't seen them. Visual aesthetic is awesome. Uh, very suspenseful. Uh, we probably don't need another one. For some reason, they've been talking about... Because it, yeah, it made money. I don't need another one. Like, it ended in a place where it was... where you could just imagine where they go from there. There's talks yeah. of a new family or something. Yeah, I don't need. I don't. I, I mean, I just. I feel like it's gonna be like Cloverfield. <laughs> which fun fact? It was originally going to be a part of the Cloverfield. Which first. makes perfect sense to me. Like it could so easily have been, but at the same time, I'm kind of glad they didn't, just because like it stands on its own so well. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, Daniel, what's your number three? Avengers: Infinity wait, wait, War. Wait, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Yes, Ian's got to go. Yeah. Oh, I okay. Sorry. No, you're fine, man. Did you say your number four? Yeah. Oh, that was a quiet place. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> my number six uh, was blockers. Uh, wow. Or, or or cock blockers. Wow. Yes. I really enjoyed this movie. I haven't seen it. I it's it it's good. First of all, it's it, first of all, it's good. I like the fact that it is. We've seen the trope of teens trying to uh, lose their virginity in a comedy movie a lot, in it, but mostly that's dudes. This is the first time there are all the all the girls that are trying to lose their virginity on prom night. Are it's girls? It's 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 young women, and it's a you know it's a it's it's surprising that it hasn't been done like it hasn't been done yet because. Fun fact, women want to lose their... Sometimes women want to lose their virginity, too. Not just dudes. Go figure, men in movies. Um, but no, seriously. But it's it, it's good. The comedy is good. I think Mike, uh, uh, John Cena is absolutely hilarious in this. I thought the entire cast was fantastic. Um, 
they do a, they do a good jumping from the adults trying to stop this um, sex pact going going on uh, to the uh, to what the uh, girl uh, the girls and their prom dates are are dealing with uh, back and forth very seamlessly. The, the jokes seem the jokes pretty much always hit, and I think the best thing about it is it presents uh, sex in a way. Uh, it, it ultimately presents sex in a way that isn't that is that is, that is very healthy. That's not like oh, it's not like you know some. I mean, spoiler alert: there's some people that actually succeed in uh, their sex uh, in having sex that night. There's some people that don't for their own for their own reasons. Usually, it's something that they have to figure out themselves. And there's not like, and it's and they make it so like, hey, you know what? If you're not ready, it's okay. It's fine. Now you don't have to like you don't have if you even if you commit to it early. If you change your mind, you you have every right to change your mind. Um, it's some people find like you know some of the characters uh, do uh, do find um, success in what they in what they do because that was because that ultimately was something that was healthy for their for that um, that relationship to grow into something else but some some of them uh figure out that it's not and they're not ready for it quite yet and then they all and and you know they also present it as a as things of like you know women have just as much sexual urges as men as men do like we should present that in a in a healthy way um and i and i ultimately think that they they succeeded in subverting tropes in a very elegant way but also a funny way because there is butt chugging in this movie. Yes, in the trailer. I, I remember that in the trailer. Yes, it happens and it's funny. Okay. Yeah, but it's a good movie. I definitely say, I definitely say check it out. You might not, you might not agree with me, but I think that it is a it is a good trend. How does it stand against Tag or Game Night? I'm not. I've seen none of those. Okay. I've seen. I I tried to see. Uh, I tried to see Tag, but there was a, uh, but the the showing that I went to was sold out because it was a small theater, um, and then I never got around to seeing Game Night. I forget why. I watched the first reel of it and then never continued. Yeah, they both suck, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, but yeah, uh, my next one, my number five is Incredibles two, which we've talked about, and then my number four was Hereditary. Uh, is that higher on any of yours? That is higher on my list. On high, okay, so now we're down to our top threes. All right, number three, Avengers: Infinity War. All right, mine's higher. All right, number two, Black Panther. Mine is. Um, I already had that. My, yeah, mine is that, but lower on it. So let's talk. Let's let's talk about it. What it's number two for you? Let's talk about Black Panther. Yeah. Well, it was my favorite movie of the year. Until one movie came out. Right. Uh, oh, but, what? Is that oh shit? Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's such a great. Uh, I don't know. I just love the villain, Killmonger. This, I think he's still my favorite uh, Marvel villain. What makes it? What? What? what I makes just you think so they powerful? set up. They set it up perfectly uh, where he came from. You know the kind of class he grew up in. Just his killer mentality. They set it up really well. His motivation. Michael B. Jordan out just steals every scene he's in. 
the direction by Ryan Coogler. I, I think this movie, for a character, not it wasn't very popular probably in the comics to most people to the mainstream to ha- to get this on screen. It was de- Black Panther was definitely like a B tier B tier superhero. So is so is Iron Man coming yeah. before the movies. Right. Yeah. I would say Killmonger is definitely top three. I don't know if I could say he's my favorite, but he's yeah, he's definitely, definitely not. He's definitely not my favorite Marvel villain. He's uh, for me, but he's he's probably up there. Yeah, yeah it's Killmonger, uh, Vulture, and probably Thanos for me. <laughs> but Thanos. I mean, that's probably something... That, I mean, I don't know. This is Rocky Three of the Marvel Universe. Like, the the champ loses its title and has to re- redeem it kind of thing. And yep. it's, you know, kind of... Uh, I don't know. And the visuals are great. The action is spot on. Just the cast is amazing. I loved the uh, Lion King. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just the joke. The, the story is a lot like the Lion King. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a really fucking well done movie. It is. It is really good. I I love the movie. the The only complaint I'd have with it is, um, it goes full Marvel at the end, and they have the. Complete... Yeah, I don't like that fight either that much. I mean, because it's so CGI. Yeah. Which the whole movie hasn't been like that, and then they get to exactly. That. Yeah, it just feels weirdly out of place, and I really wish they would have just had like a sword fight in like yeah. the, in in the throne room or something. Yeah. You know, like. The two of them, maybe even no masks, just fighting. I, I would like that better than the CGI fest. But that, I mean, that being said, that's kind of a minor complaint. How about them naked in an oiled up rain? Would that make you feel better? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I don't think you guys would be fine with that, but I'm okay with that. But right. then, you know, <laughs> just some of the dialogue, like Killmonger would rather die, you know? It's just, it's, I don't know, that was pretty powerful to me. He's like, we can still help you. He's like, F that, pretty much, you know. Okay, are we going to talk about the music, though? Yeah. Um, I think. Isn't that easily the best soundtrack in a fucking Marvel movie? Marvel, like, uh, it took me, it, it honestly took me. Uh, I don't know, man. I The Guardians ones are really great. Well, that, okay, sorry. That's let me let, music. Yeah, uh, well, sorry. I should be more specific. Yes, I do like those ones. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the originalness of this soundtrack. Like everything that was in here for outside of like you know some outside like some outside music. Everything was created for this uh, this movie, um, and it just like dude that fuck the 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 soundtrack during the fucking like like car chase. Mm-hmm. Then it was like, oh my god, I like this. I like this a lot. It goes perfectly with what's going on. Um, I just it's it's the it's the best original soundtrack of Marvel. And it took it. Uh, what I was saying was it like the other Marvel's not been great with music in my opinion. Like it's very like all of its music has been very generic. Yeah. Um, it took me a, it took me a good five years of it being around to understand. Oh. This is the the Avengers theme, uh, ha, like there's an Avengers theme that exists that like is in the other two movies, but it's not very 
like it, but the thing is that takes that took me a while. Well, this one, like, I got it. Like, it's, yeah, the Wakanda theme is definitive. Very definitive. Very Wakanda good. forever. But it's a good fucking movie. And oh, uh, and you know, my favorite st- scene stealing performance is Andy Serkis as uh, as uh, um, uh, Claw. Oh, I love that. I loved him. He was I great. love that James Bond sequence when they go into the casino. Yeah. Type, yeah. type thing. That is so cool. I liked I liked the fact that uh that uh Claw was giving uh, fuck me eyes to uh to uh the uh to, to Bilbo Baggins during that scene. <laughs> <laughs> and his sister uh Black Panther's sister is great too. She is funny. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's great. Pretty much everyone was awesome. Yeah, there was there was never someone that I was like, I hate this. This is the worst. Um, this was a Black Panther was a solid fucking movie and, and deserves all the praise that it that it got. All right. You want me? To do, uh, do I keep going or should we? Do it. Do we do number? Do do we want to do his number one? No, do three and two, Tom. Yeah, let's do three and two, and then do go around and do one. All right. Sounds like a plan. All right. What's your third? Uh, my third is sorry to bother you. All right, cool. Did you have Did you have that on your? I haven't seen it. All right, cool. This is a fucking what? What was this movie? Oh my god! So the trailers tell you uh, that the movie is about this guy who like starts working at um, a telemarketing company. And uh, he starts, like, he's really good at it, so he, he gets a promotion, and then, like, he's in the, like, top tier of telemarketers, and he's, like, making making bank. And, like, you think it's going to be, like, uh, oh, man, he gets successful, and he forgets about his friends type movie, and then it... A rags wild- to riches kind of thing. Yeah, and then it wildly veers in a different direction. So, yeah, that's in there. But like, it's not the most important thing. Yeah, no, it's not. It's like the weirdest shit just happens in the middle of it. Um, I, yeah. I don't like. Have Tessa you seen Thompson. It too? Tessa Thompson. I haven't seen it. Okay, then we're not gonna go. I, I for your sake, it. we're not gonna get into how crazy this bullshit is. Um, yes, yeah, Tessa Thompson. It's is the it. dude from Get Out, right? The, the lead? No, well, yeah, he wasn't Get Out. He yeah. was the uh, he was the guy in the hat. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He. he yeah. It's yeah. that actor. Yeah. No, I yeah. want to see it. It's not playing here. But. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the twist comes in a scene while he's on drugs, and I thought for sure that it was a drug-related delusion. Me too. No, it's real. It's really happening, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it's there's a there's a. There's a moment when this movie changes into something else absolutely, like, completely. And it it happens within, like, a two-minute period. It's not like there's, like, a long build-up to it. It's just suddenly, like, oh, that happened, and now the movie is just about something completely different. Yeah. (laughs) And as a... I can only speak for me as a white dude. But there was a rap scene sequence in this that that had me just what the fuck is this? I mean, kind of cringing the entire time. Oh, you'll know man. exactly when that. I happened. think it's directed by a rapper. Um, Boots Riley. Yeah. 
I don't know if he's a rapper. I do know that this is his de- directorial debut. Though. Yeah. Uh, which that makes is, sense. Which is good for him. Good for him. Yeah. It is a crazy movie, though. Um, Danny Glover's I, in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. See, I know a there's lot about a it. Of, there's a bunch of, like, really high-profile people in throwaway roles. Oh, yeah. I mean, fucking Terry Crews is in that, yeah. in that for, like, three scenes. Danny Glover could have been played by fucking anyone. Like, they didn't need Danny Glover to do that. He barely does anything. But, like, it's Danny fucking Glover. Army Hammer shows up in the latter the latter half of it, and he really isn't in it all that much. Like, No, yeah. And he has one of the best lines in it, which is basically after the twist happens, you see him, and he's just like, I just wanted to let you know so you didn't think I was crazy. <laughs> and it, out of context that doesn't mean anything but if you see the movie and you understand like that it's hilarious uh, but I highly suggest it, uh, anybody who hasn't seen it if you can it's kind of in those artsy theaters so it's a li- it's more yeah, limited you're probably, probably going to have to wait for Amazon or like wherever it shows up or Red Box right. yeah but okay. yeah, yeah should that's I a, do number two now do it uh, my number two is Death of Stalin. Ooh. Yeah, so this is, uh, nobody has a higher, right? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, you haven't seen it. Nope. So, uh, it's a political comedy, a dark, dark comedy from uh, uh, the director of In, In the Loop, Loop and creator of Veep. Um, it stars uh, uh, Steve Buscemi, Jeffrey Tambor, uh, Jason Isaacs, Olga Kurenka. I hope I'm saying her name right, um, among fucking others. Uh, it is just hysterical. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, so it centers around um, the power struggle that happens in the wake of Stalin's death. And so it's like, it's probably the week leading up uh, right after he dies. Um, and it is pitch black funny. Oh, yes, it is. The dark, the dark humor is great. There is literally being people taken, stolen, like kidnapped to be put in gulags. And some of that is played off for a laugh. Oh, or yeah. the situation. Of yeah, it. yeah. I mean, like, there is an extremely violent scene toward the end of the movie that, like, it's kind of a joke. Oh. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, I, I couldn't even believe some of it. Like, and also, I, I went in not knowing it was going to be a comedy. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, like, I didn't really, I hadn't heard anything about it. So, like, judging from the name, I thought it was going to be, like, a period drama. And no, it's not. I mean, I guess it, it has the production values. It definitely could be. But, yeah. It's a special movie. I really enjoyed it. I thought the comedy was on point. I love the fact that they got some really, just some really great people. Like, Michael Pollan, Pollan was in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, say what, I mean, look, say what you will about Jeffrey Tambor and, and, and his professional slash personal life, but he, he, like, he did a good job in it. Um, um, uh, other people did great. Steve on Steve Buscemi. Steve fucking in it. Um, and, uh, oh, uh, Lucius Malfoy's in it. I forget. I'm blanking yeah, on it. Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs, who is... I love Jason Isaacs. 
Um, he's not in it that much, but he like wanders in like two thirds of the way through and like just steals every scene he's in. I I will give one uh, I'll give one example of one of the dark jokes that is in it. Uh, so of course Stalin being Stalin, he has children and he has two of them, uh, Svetlana and then this son that I can't remember the name of. Yeah. Um, and the son, your introduction to the son is him desperately trying to teach some amateur, uh, some amateur uh, uh, hockey players, trying to get them to get better to become the uh, the hockey team for Russia. After he had, after he had uh, like scheduled the previous uh, real Russian hockey team to. Uh, uh, to fly over somewhere, but he scheduled it during like a really bad storm, and they all died. They all died. The entire, the entire hockey team died in a plane crash, and so he is, he is desperately trying to get a new team all up and ready to go before anybody can find out what happened. It's funny as hell. I didn't even remember that joke. It's so great! <laughs> like, oh my, like, the whole thing, like, it's just, oh my god, all these people died, but it's hilarious because this guy's tripping over the ice, yelling at players for not doing good enough. It's funny as hell. Yeah. But I highly suggest it. It's, I, I don't know where it is now or where it'll be. Uh, if you want to pay for it, you can stream it on Amazon. It might be on Redbox. I don't know. Yeah, but find it. It's hard to find, unfortunately. Um, all right, so um, I guess I'll go next. Uh, my number three was Black Panther, which we already talked about. Guys, let's talk about Avengers Infinity War. All right. Yeah. Well. Number two. That's my number three. In Christ. Did you give your four? Yeah. Did, was I, did I also give my four? No, what was your four? Did we do four, three, two? Is that what it was? I thought so. No, what? Yeah. Oh, is this three and two? Yeah. All right, sorry, never mind. I just threw you off for no reason. Sure, this is this is your uh, this is your number one, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's what I thought. Um, so Avengers: Infinity War. Oh my god! Uh, look, if there's a movie that I have seen, I've seen I've seen this movie four I think four times in the theaters. I've seen it four times. I saw it once in the IMAX with you. One another time with my friend Josh, the day, fucking day after, we saw it there because he was because he was being a little bitch and being like, I don't want to go see it in the theaters, but he's one of those douches that like, and I say this with love, Josh, if you're listening to this, he, he, he's one of those douches that looks up. Um, oh God, I sat uh, next to somebody uh, like that. Spoilers. Um, on the internet, like it's like like, and so I was like, "You have to go see it before you ruin it for yourself." Come on, he already had friends and stuff like, like freaking out about him and trying to text him about the spoilers, and uh, he got Red Skull uh, ruined for him early on. So sorry for anybody who doesn't want to be spoiled by Avengers: Infinity War. Who well, somehow hasn't seen it yet? Hasn't seen it yet. It's Red Skull's in it. He got spoiled with the Red Skull thing. And I was like, okay, we're getting you to this theater so you can watch it before everything else. And then I saw it again with my movie pass thing just by myself. And then I saw it a fourth time when I uh, went back went back home and uh, uh, for Christmas and saw it with family. Um, it's a great movie. 
Yeah, it's really well done, considering all the characters that are in it. Surprisingly, well, like, sure, there's some characters don't get as much action in it, but like for the mass amount of characters that showed up in this movie, like it was balanced pretty, like like as best as it could be. It definitely was. Uh, I mean, like, I I can't even believe like. They had such an insanely complicated balancing act that, like, you think about, like, other temple movies where it's, like, they have way less characters going on and, like, they can't keep them straight. And Spider-Man this one has, like, 3. Like, Justice League. Yeah. This one has, like, what, like, 20 superheroes in it? It has a lot of More than that. It goes through, through them. We've got... Over 100, right? Not over a hundred superheroes. Definitely not over a hundred. Yeah, no. Um, no. No, there's that. We, it doesn't we don't count the minor, many. the minor characters. No, the, oh. the, those superheroes. What? Uh, and I don't I mean, even think character-wise we have over a hundred. We might if we just include all the characters, but I don't think we. I don't think I even don't if know. you include all the characters, you would have. There was like thirty in Wakanda at one time. I mean, <laughs> are you talking about all the soldiers? The I'm talking soldiers? about like all the characters, sisters, brothers, all of the tribe leaders, the. There's, well, there's okay. There's definitely not a, a Thanos' people. You've got. I mean, could be. That's the thing. Like there isn't of, over a hundred. Game of Thrones. Yeah, there is. There is, man. Look it up. There's, there's not over a hundred. Yes, there is. In Avengers, no, there's not. There's yes, not. there there's, is. I can even like look. There's Iron Man. You got. We're, we're not counting them right Those now. are main characters, yeah. Well, are you talking about side characters? Yes, like I'm, I'm including all of them. They're, they are a hero. They, are, they have superpowers, right? Oh, look, he's looking it up on... Hey, dude, it's not over 100. Yeah, there bet, is. I would bet good money on that one. There's like 50 at most. There's 28 Marvel heroes... Yeah, but he's not. Yeah, that, that's like twenty-eight heroes. There, there are seventy-six 76. Avengers: Infinity War characters, so more than fifty, but not over a hundred. Well, that's also from before the movie came out. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, so then there's less. There's over a hundred. There's not more. There's no, over a hundred. Hundred characters. Dude. No, I'm not saying about a hundred. I'm saying there's more than seventy-six because that's seventy-six that they knew about in January of this year. Therefore, they wouldn't know about Red Skull, uh, the like the little other characters, you know. So it's going to be more than that. This is oh, over a hundred guys. This is a fake one, dude. Don, they say John Draper in it. Yeah, it's the New well, Yorker. Hey, I was just clicking on one. Goddamn. Okay, go to. Anyways, go to we'll get. It's go all right. We'll, we'll we'll do we'll figure this out real quick. Sorry, everyone. This is important. Really, I just I really enjoyed like seeing characters together on screen too. I'm kind of. <laughs> you keep talking. I'm counting. Just the dynamic between like Doctor Strange and Iron Man. That was great. You know, and the Guardians meeting up with them later, and then like Spider Man's oh, like, "Oh, we're going by our superhero names. I'm Spider Man." <laughs> and then like you have Groot and Captain America. He's like, "I'm Groot." I am Steve Rogers. You know, jokes like that are great. It's just the crossover. And, and then Thor is amazing. I, I didn't really like Thor when he came out. 
with the I didn't like the first two Thor movies, and then I liked Ragnarok a lot, and then I really loved Thor in this movie. I think Thor has really hit his peak, you know, in the MCU. Yeah, I, I could say I could feel that. And I love the dyn- the I I just the only character that I know is probably for surely dead is Loki, but is he really dead? Who knows? You know. Yeah, like, I've got there's... an official count of forty nine people. That's, there's no way. There's no way I don't fucking know. Um, but there's there's 49 character like major characters in that from other movies. Yeah, this is. Uh, I don't yeah, know. That's cool. I'm sticking to my hundred because there's it more. It's definitely than not a hundred. Yeah, there is. No, it is. I'm not, not gonna count them, but there is. Just let this go. Okay. Please. Look at the credits when you watch it next time. You, but, are uh, you counting the? It, there's, there, there are small cameo bits. Okay, I'm done with this. I'm sorry. They have uh, powers, right? No, they don't. The random person on the side of the street doesn't have powers. Nick Fury doesn't even have powers. He's just really good at talking. He is a badass, though. But uh, um, anyway, so and you have a giant Peter Dinklage. I mean, you know, how can you go wrong? I can't. <laughs> I counted giant Peter Dinklage. There is not. Over no, I'm not talking about that. I don't. I don't care. I mean, that's for sure. There's 50 people. Sure. There's a lot of characters. Is the point. There is a lot. Let's just agree that there are a yeah. lot of characters in this goddamn. Movie. How do you tie them all together? You do it like this. You know, this is. Yeah. Perfect. Honestly, though, seriously, they did an amazing job with this. Um. Yeah. I, and they had the balls. I know that they're probably going to reverse a lot of it in the next movie, but they did, They still had the balls to go off and have the ending be what it is. Yeah. Right? Like, they could have... Like, I actually sort of thought that... I, I I sort of thought that the ending... Do we want to talk about the ending with... Spoiler alert! I never it, thought... I never thought Thanos was going to die. Yeah, that was weird. Like, man, when, when all the heroes at the same time stab him... I know. They, like yeah. keep stabbing him with with their little with their little glass shard knives. Like that was weird. Yeah. Why did it take place in the middle of a, like a like a prison? And then Cersei blows up the Sept of Baelor. And... It was a thing. <laughs> what? <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Lo- it wasn't. It wasn't on Wakanda, wasn't it? The what? final fight. Yeah, I don't. I, th- I think we lost him with the joke. Oh, we just started making up fake spoilers. Yeah. Oh. Dude, though, that I, I was surprised at how much like like they had the balls to kill Spider Man. They did. They had the balls to kill Spider Man. I don't want to go. It's a great that that scene's great. You have a pen of that scene. I I do have a pen of that scene. I also liked how during that whole like everybody dissolving into ash scene, they um. They didn't have any music backing it up. It was all quiet. They made it very, very spooky. Mm-hmm. They made it very spooky. Um, but they they kill off they kill they killed off Black Panther. Yeah, Fresh the, of his I, own movie. That's the thing though. I never believed it though because they're gonna make two more movies at least with Black Panther and Spider Man, and so it's like it's hard to really feel emotional on my end I mean I did in the theater the first time I wasn't like some people were like oh my god 
Like, I was never like that. Well, like, okay, like, Robert is insane. We both acknowledge this. But, but no, there were several people doing that, like, screaming and... Yeah, there was a couple... We had a couple... Okay, actually, in our first, Like, in the IMAX one, everyone was quiet. Like, no one said... No one was like, oh, oh, fuck it. When and I saw it the second time the next day... When Spider Man, when Spider Man started die, there was an there was an audible. Oh no, not fucking Spider Man! And another guy goes, "Shut up!" <laughs> but I, what I love is it sets up the original Avengers to give them like a last movie together. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Like that's that's smart, especially because we we know we know that at at the very least, Chris Evans isn't coming back. After, uh, after Avengers Four, like how do, how do you his know that? stint in the in the super stu- in the super suit is done. How do you know? Uh, he, he's made it very clear that he doesn't want to come back. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, everyone else, like it's kind of up in the air. Um, they're officially making a Black Widow movie, so we know that Scarlett Johansson's going to be sticking around. Could be a prequel. I mean, just because just because it's a prequel doesn't mean she won't be sticking around. I feel like they will probably sign her into another yeah. contract yeah, to get probably. her to do that. Um, but um, but like you know, I I feel like I feel like after Avengers four, I I feel like Robert Downey Jr. While I don't think he's going to be taking up the suits anymore in that sense i think he's going to show up in future movies as, as like sort of men, a mentor character nothing not, no probably no more fighting and i mean shit. some people would argue he's the actual villain of this whole thing yeah i can see that sure you can see that i guess i don't know really, i don't really believe that i think he's i don't involved. either but i'm just saying people have said that well, yeah but like the argument is that like, he creates all of his own villains which he does which he does it's very it's very batman he is yeah. kind of the Mar- he is kind of Marvel's Batman. Yeah. A, a more sarcastic, lighter Batman. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, but uh, I I think Chris Hemsworth's probably going to stick around because he's I think he's finally really getting to flex his com- comedy side with the Thor character. Um, I don't know if Mark Ruffalo will stick around or not. Who knows? Um, but. Uh, you know, I, I think the future's bright for bright for it, but we'll but we got one more good movie with them. Uh, but Avengers: Infinity War. Great it might movie. suck. Who knows? It might suck. It might it might suck. I hope it doesn't suck. Uh, they they did a great job with with the original with with Avengers: Infinity War. Now they just got to stick the landing, and they will have had a fucking ten year, eleven year stint in this universe that they made. With pretty much all really good movies. Yes. Okay, not really good movies, but at least good movies. Like some of them are not 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 as great comparatively, but they yeah. are still yeah. they're still. I mean, because they they also made Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. Which is which is completely watchable. It's just like not as fun. Yeah. Um. But that's my number two. All right. My number one is Mission Impossible Fallout. It's not on my list. It's not on my list either. That's fine. I think it's the best Mission Impossible. Um, I really, I just, it's it's the first movie this year that I've been like, I need to see it again right after. 
Mm-hmm. It's just action packed. I just I just appreciate the realism of the movie of the stunts and I really the editing in this too that there's certain choices for the action where like like we talked about having silence there's like there's one point where they're like let's take for example the bathroom scene just they could have put music over that but they didn't and just the impact I don't know maybe it's because I saw it in IMAX but it was fucking amazing. It could have. They could have had had reloading sounds for when, um, for, for yeah, for when uh, Henry Cavill cocks his uh, his his biceps. Yeah. I don't know. Just the, the Tom Cruise Henry Cavill dynamic was hilarious at times. Um, they called Gaston through the entire movie. He did. Yeah. It was, I don't know, man. It was just. That's that's so good. I'll I could go on, but we got we have. Tom, do you want to talk about why it's not on our list? I mean, the action is good. Yes, the action is excellent. Yeah, uh, we we kind of guess the twist. Um, we think it's getting predictable. I'm just like. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, and like I don't know, it was fine. I I, I much preferred Rogue Nation. Yeah, this um, is a I don't know, man. It's just this is the ultimate summer movie. Alright. That's where I'm coming from. Like it's it's great to see Tom Cruise rule the summer. And Henry Cavill's cocked. He was great. It was great. Liked, it was very no, I really liked It was very eighties, you know, the the, uh, the big showdown glad, at the end. I'm glad he had the mustache. Yeah. We also have it we, we didn't see it in IMAX and we uh we were going to go see it at 11 on a Tuesday, so uh, we got to what I realized was the end of Act 2, but I thought was going to be the end of the movie, and I was like, oh, shit. I think if they wanted to end the series on this movie, they could. It's, I mean, it closes up a lot of things, character-wise. I mean, but they could do that on any of them, to be honest. Like, they're yeah, all but this like, this, like, really, I don't know, it closes... You know, Ethan and his wife's storyline, pretty much. I mean, that... I don't know. No, I think it, it's definitely... Don't get us wrong. It's a great movie, and I and I enjoyed seeing it. Like, I, I thought the action was... was probably some of the best action this year. Um, but I... Uh, but it ultimately boiled down to, like... Oh man, who's the guy who portrayed him? It's obviously him, but we kept thinking it might potentially be something else in a better, in what we considered a better twist, and it ended up being the less, the more obvious yeah. person. I had the same thing with Incredibles too, though, because like I thought that the motive was different, and I thought that would have made the movie more interesting if they had gone with that one. But fair. Um, I wasn't really thinking about the plot too much. I just really I liked the team a lot, and I loved the action. I love the editing and the effects, and that's why you go to these kind of movies, you know? That's how I... I, I thought for five seconds everyone was dead, and I was kind of excited. <laughs> was that the, at the beginning? No, it was at the end. Oh, right, that, that, that moment at the end. Yeah, I know when he's looking at the nuke or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or what, he, what you assume for a second might be, but it's just, oh, lens flare. Yeah. Um, but yes, it was, it's a good movie. I'm happy that it's at you, at the top of your list. 
Yeah, it was an enjoyable movie. What makes uh, just a question? What what makes this better than Black Panther to you? No CGI. No CGI. Well, that's not true. There's definitely CGI in it, but where? There's uh, not as there's not as much as Black Panther. Oh no, 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 no! Look, let's be honest. There is not. There's many more practical effects. Yeah, so that's, I, that's what I. That's what puts it apart for me. The practical effects. Okay, that's fair. It's old uh-huh. school filmmaking. It's, I don't know. It's got this, like, ruggedness to it that I appreciate. Fair. Um, all right, cool. So, shall we talk about a very scary movie? Yeah. Uh, my number one is Hereditary. Uh, this is the exorcist and Rosemary's baby of our, our generation. Uh... This is like the Exorcist of Rosemary's Baby. Like I don't, know, I, I I I don't know how they could have marketed this movie, um, but like it's a fucking insane movie. Great, uh, really scary. Good performances all around. This is one of the few movies that I've seen in a while that I actually was disturbed by. I'm like freaked Jesus. out walking home. Uh, I also saw it alone, so then I had to wander through North Hollywood at uh, 1 a.m. <laughs> Thinking you were followed by old naked people. I mean, that does happen in North Hollywood. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got to walk past the uh, uh, Senior Living Center. That is true. Um, Some of them just stand at the window. Yeah. Um, anyway, I... I don't know. Matt Wolf impressed the fuck out of me. Um, everybody did a good job. If you're That's disturbed by this movie, then I don't. I really don't want to see it because I mean I'm easily disturbed. Yeah. Well, then yeah. I'll force you to watch it at some point. Don't worry. All right. <laughs> it's very methodic in its film in the filmmaking. Like the filmmaking is very methodic. Like nothing. Like. There isn't that. There are some jump scares, but nothing. There's like maybe one or two, but every all the other scares are very environmental. Yeah, and psychological and figuring out what the fuck's going on. Um, it's a thing. Yeah, the first half of the movie, guys, kind of like I don't know why everyone's going on about this. Like, I mean, it's decent, but like, it's whatever. And then something happens halfway through, and I was like, holy shit, did not see that coming. Like, I I had thought I knew where the movie was going completely. Um, And I was was dead wrong. Right. I get that. Yeah, no, the, the, the trailers do something good, in my opinion, that, I mean, in a way, you can maybe make the argument that it's deceiving you, but there's a fine line with deceiving you, uh, deceiving you, and not giving away what happens in the movie. Yeah. Like, they did a good, like, I, um... Everything's from Act 1. Yeah. That's in the trailers. Like, they don't give anything away. And it's, I, I, I enjoyed it as well. So my number one is Won't You Be My Neighbor, which is a fantastic documentary about the late uh, Mr. Rogers. Yes. Fred Rogers, as he's known as he um like look it part of it probably comes from nostalgia 
I grew up with Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I feel like most people, if you lived anywhere, if you grew up as a kid anywhere from the late 1960s through through 1990s, you grew up with Mr. Rogers if you lived in America. Like, he found a way to talk to children and help with their learning development that... A lot, like a lot of other shows, couldn't. It was real, like it was a, it, it was very interesting. I mean, I it was very interesting to hear about his story and and how he made this television show and what he envisioned, and just some of like the, like he, the the fact that they had episodes that didn't shy away from some of the realities of. Uh, life like divorce they talk about divorce they talk about they didn't mention it in there but there's an episode that kind of has to do with nuclear weapons like that um and whatnot there they they have they kind of have they have a whole episode which is kind of eerily similar to our own uh, our our current state where the uh where like the king uh, king Fri- um king friday uh wants to build a wall um, in Imagination Land or wherever they are, and or Make Believe, the town of Make Believe, and because um, uh, there's like an, a, there's another town, and they don't want, and he doesn't want other people because he's afraid that they're going to be um, that they they're that they're going to be unfriendly and whatnot. But he but the, he, they deal he finds a way to deal with these heavy subjects because there are kids that have to deal with this kind of stuff every day and he finds a way to sort of help them psychologically work through it and like by like he does like he doesn't talk down to kids uh, with with the way he talks and whatnot but he but he really kind of speaks there uh, he really is able to speak their language and he was able to bring that to television and on and and also like you know try to break certain barriers like he was uh, like he had a uh, like, like they make a point. Like during a time when people were, uh, uh, where civil rights were kind of a big deal, he didn't hesitate to have a uh, um, a a black man come on um, to uh, be on his show in the 1970s um, and play a major part part in it. And also, and to its credit, also didn't shy away from some of some of the things that that he had to work through himself like he wasn't a perfect person um there's a point in it where they talk about the fact that you know he you know he he was a minister uh for it was a minister for a while um and he had trouble like approving uh, he had trouble with the lgbtq lifestyle and and whatnot and um uh but he he later you can tell that you know while early on he sort of opposed that he uh he later grew to uh you know he 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 later grew to uh um love love uh uh people that were of all sexualities like he like he definitely grew to be better than what he was and uh um and it was really important because he because you know sometimes you see these these uh, documentaries about people that really just show all the good sh- good shit about them that don't shy that but it's nice to see one that doesn't shy away from some of the other 
things that that they had that he had to deal with and whatnot. Um, is a is a very it's a very excellent uh, documentary about a man that was too good for too good for this world. It was absolutely fascinating. Uh, I didn't realize how much behind the scenes he did. Uh, basically, he created the sets, like wrote every episode, uh, cast the thing. Uh, like, he did basically everything on it for you know, at least well, it was getting started. Um, and they have a particularly poignant moment in there where uh, they show the episode that aired the day after uh, Robert Kennedy was assassinated and uh, one of the puppets asks uh, what does assassination mean and they talk about it and I was just like oh my god that, that made me cry <laughs> yeah um yeah, so a really excellent documentary. But yeah, that's my number one. Nice. We did it! Yay. Well, that'll do it. Uh... <laughs> Daniel's fading fast, yeah. guys. Yeah, we gotta get you, you to bed. Alright. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having us, Daniel. Uh, He's laughing right now. He's delusional, guys. We gotta, guys get, we gotta hurry. You guys can see me? Yeah, we can see you. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> I can't see you guys. Oh, okay. No worries. Well, um, anyway, uh, signing off, I'm Ian. I'm right. Tom. I'm Daniel. This has been the Nerd Files. Now let's get Daniel to bed. Do-do-do-do. It's not...